All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 237 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the KISS FAQ message board. And today I'm joined by Marcus Almighty. Mark. Greetings, sir. 69th Blizzard, Ken. Hey. And St. Louis Kiss, Lonnie. What's up? Good to see you guys. Thank you, as always, for participating in our show. Without you, I would not be doing this. Um, I definitely wouldn't be doing this. So... Um, trying to think of what stuff has happened in the last week people who've ordered some of their those new awards have started receiving them i did see uh jason posted a photo of his uh correctly spelt surname on his kiss award and it looks good i'm, I'm not buying any of those i'm buying mark the destroyer one so i will buy one technically but i will not have it in my home and mark's got that nice <laughs> base up on the wall uh, he's all set to go uh, but they look good. The Destroy one looks fantastic. Rock and Roll Over looks good. Hotter Than Hell looks good. The Kiss one was a bit meh to me. Uh, just in the faces around the design when they're already kind of on the album cover. No big Kiss logo. Um, so I, w- I was a little bit, you know, unimpressed by that. But I'm glad to see that people are liking it. Jason also got his copy of Kiss World Vinyl. No. So... I know I can't remember which one I ordered, so I guess one may be a pairing. And if my doorbell goes in the middle of the show and I disappear, then hopefully that'll be that. Um, other news from this past week: a hoax. Eric Singer oh, yeah. is absolutely fine. Um, that was posted by a fake account. I fucking hate this stuff, and it just gets the moment someone posts something like that, it gets shared and perpetuated all over the place. And I locked down the threads on the FAQ saying until we get some official confirmation from KISS about what it was. And anyway, the account had some bullshit, uh, you know, girlfriend listed. So, you know, always wait for KISS online wherever possible. There are some things that they're not going to let out early that do leak. That's just the way of it. But, you know, do your due diligence on facts because that was actually pretty disgusting to suggest that there was something medically yeah. wrong with a member of the band. And, you know, it, it, it's just not funny. Um, so I don't know what the fuck's wrong with people who come up with that shit. Get your head checked because you're an asshole, you know. Um, and I have nothing really further to say on that. I, I, I really do feel strongly against fake news and bullshit rumors. Um I was guilty of posting one as well. You know, I got a link sent from um, someone about a possible gig at the Hollywood Bowl that, mm-hmm. you know, entered mm-hmm. a contest with on a radio station. This show was supposedly going to be on September the 16th. It may still get announced. I, I can't remember the details because they, they've locked down the web page that it was on. And I can't remember whether it was going to be announced on the 22nd, which would make sense. So it could still be real and they could have jumped the gun or they maybe shot themselves in the foot now um but we'll wait we'll wait and see i i probably should have held off posting that as well you know because uh you know the day after the oakland show is completely possible that they would head back to the uh, la area and it's another legendary venue but uh you know so we all have to be careful with our news is kind of the theme of that opening monologue um Let's get into today's topics, and we're just going uh, this and that today, you know, some topics from the board, some things that are on our mind, and uh, Ken, why don't we just start off with one of yous? you, you pick one of yours, and uh, let's go from there, because I can have a sip uh, of beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah one, one of the ones I, topics I was thinking about is, I have coffee. <laughs> is um, how old do you really feel? at a KISS concert, and, and I'm, I'm talking more recent concerts. Um, of course, I felt whatever it was when in 79, I felt, what, 18 or whatever I was. Um, but uh, now, as I go to concerts now, and I, the one I did back in Sacramento uh, earlier in the year here, um, I hear people talking about, oh, I feel, I feel 12 years old when I go to see KISS. Uh, you know, I I don't feel that. Um, I you know I 
to for me i feel i feel my age i i just feel enjoyment of seeing a band that i've been passionate passionate about for 40 you know 40 plus years it's 42 years i guess now um so and when i discovered kiss i was uh 16 17 so i wasn't 12 i can't say yeah i'm gonna feel like 12 when i was 12 i was you know who knows what i was into at that time but it wasn't it wasn't kiss so i i feel it doesn't take me back in that sense um seeing them it just gives me enjoyment of enjoying you know enjoying the legacy of it and and the show and the, the music is the most important thing it's just hearing the music played live um and then seeing the bombastic uh show and feel the feeling of that so i'm not taking back i'm just so, trying to soak in as much as i can of these last couple of times that i'm going to be able to see them so i don't know how you guys feel when you go to see them well ken let me ask you this when you saw them and since you since you're the only one among us that saw the original lineup back in the day like you saw them on the dynasty store in 79 when you went to your first reunion tour in 96 did you Mm -hmm. feel like you were 20 like the age you were and you saw them in 79 no no i didn't yeah so yeah that's a good point there um so in 79, it was the first time I saw them and, you know, I was just blown away on that one. You know, it's like a bl- big blur <laughs> the first time out. <laughs> but, but going, uh, 96 coming back, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't feel, I was hoping to, feel, I may feel that, mm-hmm. but I didn't get that same feeling as when I saw them the first time, you know, first go around with fair. the makeup. Uh, oh. it just didn't feel, it didn't feel as exciting to me, actually. The energy wasn't at the level of the earlier, you know, the early show that I did see. So, yeah, it, did, it didn't take me back so much as, as let's just say, yeah, make, makeup wise. Yeah. OK, it's good to see them in makeup on stage again. But that that was about it. There was no, no, take me back. You know, I oh, it was 18 again or whatever. No. Well, for me, though, I can approach it from a different angle though for me whenever i went and saw kiss the last couple times that i saw them it wasn't that i went and felt like i was like 12 again but i did get a little bit of a you know flashback because a lot of times when i go and see kiss a lot of my friends that i've seen or haven't seen for years sometimes who i used to hang out with all the time when i was like you know between the ages of let's say 20 and 28 when I was touring a lot with some of my bands that I was in and stuff like that and other musicians that I know a lot of these musicians I'll end up meeting at these shows like when we go and see them here in Toronto right and uh it's it's very interesting that as soon as I see these people I'm like hey what's going on dude we start talking and this and that then I have to say that I definitely have one of these moments where I'm like wow now I feel like you know I'm in my mid-20s again hanging out with these guys who I haven't seen since that time you know what i mean because a lot of times these people are around at the same events and sometimes we don't even see each other again until Mm. these similar events happen again and and it may not even be kiss it could be at a different band concert as well but it just seems like the concert going experience in general is what sometimes flashes me back to a younger time because you know back in those times you know i was going to well, easily 10 times more concerts. I remember there was one year I was going like almost every other weekend there was a concert I was going to. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of, like I said, a lot of these people that I met through the, you know, touring scene and playing concerts in Toronto, a lot of them, you know, are the same people that I see at these concerts. So they, it's just the connection of seeing these people again that bring me back, not necessarily even Kiss or another band. I just feel old. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I know that has nothing to do with rushing down the stairs to get my package that amazon just left out on the front yeah thank you uh get there before it gets swiped you know i i didn't yeah. go to concerts until until i was 14 and it, you know i didn't see kiss obviously until well after that so go to a concert now i don't feel anything 
other than yeah. the moment. And I guess I feel happy that I'm still here to see them um, or that they've come somewhere that I can actually go and see them instead of having to follow it online, which is often the case. But I don't get taken back to anywhere. And, you know, if you do, good for you. But, you know, Lonnie, did you give your kind of outlook on this as well? No, I don't I don't I don't know if I necessarily feel like I'm 12 or like I, I was 16, I guess when I was 15 or 16, 16 when I saw him for the first time. I don't know if I felt I don't know if when I saw him last month, if I felt 16 again, you know, I'm like I'm like you guys. I felt happy to be there in the moment and I was enjoying the moment, not taken back to another time. I saw him. you know, I appreciate every time I, I have seen him. Um, but I'm, I'm appreciative to be there in the moment and to be there who with, you know, I was there with my wife it was the last time we were, we were ever going to see them together. We've, we've seen them multiple times together. She went to Vegas with me and we got engaged on the freaking cruise for Christ's sake. So <laughs> it was, it was nice to be there with her and enjoy them together with her one last time because they're a big part of our story. I guess I've made them a big part of us. Yeah, I, I, I bet she. I bet she was <laughs> clapping real so hard at the end of that. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. Awesome. Finally, I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> but but it, I, I felt I felt appreciative of the moment. I, I'm I'm like you guys. I, I more lived in the moment. I didn't take a lot of pictures when I was there, and I I've, I've actually found that to be more enjoyable because there was a time. I don't know about 2007 or 2000, maybe 12 or. 13 or so I used to take a lot of pictures at concerts and then for one concert I forgot I was one kiss concert I forgot my camera and I actually enjoyed the concert more without my camera and having to feel like oh she's gonna breathe fire I gotta take the picture I gotta take the picture you know to just watch it with my own eyes as opposed to watching the key moments of the show through a screen on my camera or through my phone I actually in that here, that might take me back to being 16 years old again and watching a concert the way you used to watch a concert with your fist in the air and not with mm-hmm. your hand on your phone the whole time. Yeah, that was, that's the, that, that might take me back to more of a, a 16 year old concert going experience. That's, more than that's one of the things that's taken me back to, you know, that first David Lee Roth concert I went to the Bic lighters when they do bath. Mm. And everyone's holding up their phones at the lights. That's like a big lighter moment. And holy sure. shit, that does take me back to the 80s, you know, when everyone <laughs> used to do that. But, yeah, I'm totally with you with the camera shit. Oh, my God. You know, the pe- the, number, the number of people who are – well, I'm having to watch concerts through the person in front of me with their camera up. It seems mm-hmm. every show I go to, there are people in front of me now who are actually more interested in doing selfies, using the band as a backdrop. And I'm, you know, they're oh, actually that drives me crazy. They're, they're facing the wrong fucking direction. Or it's like, what the <laughs> hell are you? Are you a 15 year old girl? What are you doing? That drives me crazy. No, it's usually some dick with a man bun. So yeah, who? Example, what are you, 15 year old girl? <coughs> with a 15 year old girl? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so, so you know, there, I don't think there's any going back. Mark also touched on something else that is kind of the key thing for me, and it's seeing people. And now it's more, it's so much more about community. It's like when I was in Sacramento, it's like, who do I see before the show, during the show, after the show? Random people coming up, hey, I want your show. I'm like, awesome, you know, um, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You know, that's what it's about. Or just sitting down next to a family in Vancouver, bringing their kids to their first show. All of that it doesn't take me back anywhere. That takes me into the now. That it's an awesome thing at this stage of life to be bumping into people, to be seeing people that you maybe only see at shows, or meeting people for the first time. Uh, you know, Alexander. Uh, who was doing the grand tour at the beginning of the tour, you know, meeting him and have known him online for a while and other folks as well, whose names, you know, I'm not going to run through a whole list, but that's totally what it is. And, you know, come next week when I head out to New York for Madison Square Garden, it's not going to take me back to 14 or 12 or anything. It's going to kind of fix a little blank point in my life for having been someone who grew up in New York State and never saw Kiss in New York. So might as well do the garden 
damn sight right. better than Broome County Veterans Memorial Arena, that's for certain. Um, <laughs> and then to meet a bunch of the New York folk, some of whom I haven't seen in a long time, some who I've probably never met, and then folks who are coming in. So, Mark, I think you hit the nail on the head about what it's about. And it's also about those who aren't there when you go to these shows, those yeah. who have kind of passed on or, you know, left the ranks. So, you know, yeah. still still good emotions, but not juvenile mm-hmm. ones. Oh, yeah, it's totally juvenile ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Once the music starts and the thing starts blowing up and you're like, SpongeBob, big eyes. Right. <laughs> so that was something else that I, someone actually posted in a review. And I know I've mentioned it right at the, um, you know, right at the first review was someone actually said in their review, too much pyro. Can there be too much pyro and now that you've seen them lonnie uh i mark i know you have to wait to see yours because you had other things um, Mm -hmm. for these dates that have just taken place and ken obviously saw them in sacramento what they kind of alluded to and i think i mentioned as well is that bright and shiny objects distract is there a case that Kiss is actually using too much pyro in order to distract from some of the underlying weaknesses that are inherent to the band at age 40, whatever? And Ken, you tutted, so you get to go first. <laughs> I'm King Tut. Um, you know, to me, I, I, li- I would like more, even more pyro and, and blasts. I mean... Just, just bring it on, you know. Um, I, I, <laughs> I'm shaking my head, th- not you. <laughs> okay, I, I think it's great. I just think uh, what they've done is is what should be done in the Kiss show. Is is all this? I mean, that's what they they tout. They've been saying they do uh, through all the years, but you know they haven't brought it in in the last you know number of years like they like they are this year. So. I, I I just don't understand saying that they're trying they're using that to uh distract you know to to distract the concert goer from their what uh you know what what are you going to distract from I mean the music's there you hear it blaring I mean you see them on the stage it's just all all encompassing you know it, it's just it's it's just what it is I mean. Sure, yeah, Paul Stanley does not do his uh, flying leaps anymore, but come on, he's almost 70 years old. You know, give him a break, and he's had hip surgeries and knee surgeries and who knows shoulder. what else. Shoulder, yeah, yeah, exactly. Shoulder, rotator, you know. He's, but he's you probably see, done stuff with his foot, too, I, I would you guess, You saw too. a dynasty, and I know, oh, from, yeah. I know from the videos that things are bigger in our minds than they perhaps mm-hmm. were in reality. And I say perhaps were because obviously I never saw them in 77, 76, yeah. 79, or 78. Um, right. You saw a dynasty. Compare it in your mind. Was it as big as what you witnessed on the end of the road? Or is Kiss really going out with a, you know, it's like Bilbo Baggins disappearing at his 11th first um. party. You know, in a, yeah. a, ba- a bang and a flash and poof. You know, they're basic. It's like, it's like this... Bremen 99. It's to me, it's like the kiss, the ultimate kiss concert that you always wanted, that you always wanted them overusing pyro, that they're overusing explosions, that they're using all sorts of different dis- yeah. uh, concussive effects as percussive compliments. So to my way of thinking, yeah, it is masking things. But it's also what you're supposed to want. About it's about excess. You know, this is for fuck's sake. It's kiss. Anything <laughs> that can be overdone has been overdone, and they're finally overdoing the pyro, which is really nice. Whistler rockets. Let's throw in another one. Oh, we need a couple more concussions here. You know, really get those asses out of seats. I mean, talk about melting the fat off my beer <laughs> bag. I mean, if if there is such a thing as an oxymoron, it's too much pyro at a Kiss concert. <laughs> it's the biggest oxymoron in the world. Well, yeah, yeah. but I, and when you when you talk about it that way, when you kind of referenced how this kind of came up with people saying that they were using it to distract people from whatever is happening on stage, um, I don't think the pyro ever was there for that because i mean the pyro was there long before 
you know any of these uh, event uh, situations happen. So the pyro was back as far as like 74, 75, anyways. You know, maybe in a smaller scale, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the, I think the only thing um, that's distracting, if you were to make a case for that, are just the screens up top. I think was the argument that people were saying that they were making people look up and maybe away from Paul or somebody. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the pyro. Uh, distracts from anything in fact they could do easily much more of it i'm sure people will say right just like you guys said that you know we can put on you know five times more and people would be happy right so i I don't think it has you know any issue with that i think that there's just enough pyro or maybe even there could be more you know yeah the uh when you asked about dynasty comparison uh yeah dynasty wasn't as big and elaborate as this new show. I mean, Dynasty was, yeah, it was a shiny silver-ish stage and and with ramps on it. And then, yeah, they were lifted on in lifts, you know, at the beginning of the show, uh, up from underneath the stage. But um, and and the pyro was a lot less, oh, a lot less uh, pyro. Um, um, maybe more so, you know, during the beginning of the show, and then it it, taper, it tapers off until they don't do much of it at all until you know the end where they then blow everything off. But still, it's nothing like this this new Kiss show. Uh, uh, you know, you don't have the lasers either either uh, back then. Um, of course, the technology wasn't fully there, um, and, and it's just. And, and it didn't have the big blasts uh, either. Um, yeah. I don't think we got this, any bl- big blasts like they they had until maybe Creatures was the first where it started to do something like that. But still, this thing is just they won all out. They they outdid all their other uh, shows as far as you know using lasers, size. fire, size, video. Uh, and and the, the movement of of things of the screen little screens or going out over the audience and all that kind of stuff um, and those big cherry pickers that take them way the heck up. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what a kiss show should be, like you said, do, Julian. But do you know what's funny though is that you you kind of how you mentioned that it's nowhere near as big as it is now. But it's funny how people's memories are or what they think they remember just like julian said because so many people reference the inside of a live too how they're saying that that's one of the greatest stages of all time and probably if you're to compare that stage to this one it's probably like three of those stages fit into what's on stage now probably right. not anywhere near as big yeah. as that but yet in people's minds because you got to remember you know timeline back then nobody ever probably saw a stage like that right yeah, and you so know that, that, that they yeah. 12 it's the 12 year old mind again you know yeah. that yeah. alive to gatefold never existed as a kiss stage that never no. happened that is not reality they blew it all they, off at one time yeah, everything yeah. at one time to get that picture that that is like bremen 99 is the only situation that ever mirrored that actually happening in a kiss concert the same is the case for actually what they're doing now. I mean, it's it's overkill. It's everything in the kitchen sink. Um, again, I mentioned this in that very first Vancouver review that we did. That it is. It's like OCD. There's you know bright shiny stuff. You're always moving. You're always looking at something. It's always changing. It's like it's like the fast editing of the you know Rock the Nation video. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like that in reality. There is so much going on that I you know I I've said it that I had to see several shows in order to focus on different areas and enjoy all aspects and that when i was watching some of these videos that people were shooting from the the shit seats the nosebleeds i was actually saying wow you're getting a way better actual feel for the whole show just like that um that bootleg of um rapid city 90 where it's just sitting and you have the whole um, hot in the shade stage and you just watch the production you know paul's like this big you know and <laughs> bruce is off camera half the time in the wings but you just get to watch the stage and that's the coolest thing about it to me it's there's not too much pyro there's a lot going on and that's what makes it fun and entertaining for me now obviously person mental types 
vary that some people like to be able to kind of enjoy a macro thing and maybe there is too much for some people and that you know that, that's fine well, i'm not going to criticize them for that but it's kiss for fuck's sake there is no too much pyro mm-hmm. yeah and and if they want to see that other kind of show where less pyro they they're gonna have to see them in a club i mean that's about it where you, if you're gonna get nothing but the band playing yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, interesting perspective. I, I never thought I would actually read, you know, that's like someone saying, well, you know what? Kiss played last night, but they really played too many songs. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if anybody would ever say that. I said that at a Bruce Springsteen concert. Isn't, isn't oh, I he, believe that. Isn't he yeah. fucking done yet? God, yeah. but I, I'm just, I, I have no taste whatsoever, obviously. All right, so uh, let's see, which one should we go to? Is the end of the road like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yet another opportunity missed. No. I don't think it is. I don't think it was ever reasonable to think that Kiss would go out on the road and have anything different than it has always been. Um, Would it have been nice? Yes. But those are the things that, as Kiss fans, we have a cross to bear. And it is hoping that things are going to be as they would be on TV. But that's not reality. You were never going to get Peter back in for a whole tour. He can't do it. He can do shows. He can do sections of shows. He's not doing a tour. Um, I don't want to see him um, unhappy anyway. You know, I I don't think he'd be very happy with Gene and Paul. Um, I I think Ace as well is better out of the out of the touring environment with the band. And the things that they've said, uh, you know, this is Gene and Paul again, the same old shit. There's uh, these articles have been posted yet again with the same quotes about druggies and losers. And all of that shit is so old, so over for guys that, you know, Peter's been clean for decades. Ace has been clean for a very long time. So I don't think it was a missed opportunity. I think people who thought that there was ever going to be a reunion were just you know, snorting the wrong colored powder. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I, I think that we're getting exactly what, you know, what we should get because, you know, let's put it put it this way. It's There's less drama this way. There's, let, let they do the show every night consistently and I think that's what they want to do. They want to go out on a high level, right? They, the performances are really good. You know, those guys are playing really well on stage. You know, they don't have to sit there and sweat whether or not someone's going to forget a part or, you know, botch something. It's it's a fantastic performance. I've yet to see anybody complain about the performance of the band during this, this tour. So that's got to speak volumes right there. So really, why would you bring them back? I mean, I understand that there's reasons that people want them back for, you know, nostalgia's sake. But really, wouldn't you just be happy to have a fantastic show going on without any of that? I mean, maybe people just like, you know, having those situations on the razor's edge where they don't know if something's going to go wrong or something. Maybe people get off on those sort of things, you know, but I, I'm looking forward to having a, you know, a well-performed show and uh, seeing Tommy do his thing. And, you know, Eric Singer's a fantastic drummer and I'm looking forward to, you know, going to see them do their thing. So I, I, I'm more than satisfied with what's going on and looking forward to it. I'm satisfied with what's going on, but I'm going to play devil's advocate. I would have loved to have seen the original lineup one more time. There's still I time. Saw I still want to see them one more time. I, I, I'm, I still I'm not saying it's not possible. I, I, I like Tommy. I think he does a great job. I like Eric Singer. He's a fantastic drummer. But I would... I would rock and roll, whether it would have been at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, whether it been just anytime, anywhere, I would have liked to seen them as a foursome play one more time. And, and and on top of that, I would have liked them to say goodbye properly one time and not the way they did in October 7th of 2000 when Peter was pissed off and pushed, pushed his drums off the riser and they just. <laughs> called it a day and went their four separate ways after that. Um, nothing against Peter. I know, I know Peter was unhappy and, you know, wasn't being paid a fraction of what other people were. And I, and I get it. He's a key member of the band, but I, w- I would have liked them to say a proper goodbye as a 
foursome. And I would have liked to have seen it one more time. I, 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 I got to see the four, the original lineup several, a few times, four times. I got to see the original lineup, but I would have liked to have seen them, you know, one more time when they came back in 03 and, you know, and they opened up for Aerosmith, you know, and then they came back in 04 with, with Eric and Tommy for the first time moving forward. You know, I had the attitude of, well, I'll take it because it's better than no kiss because they had already done the farewell tour. I'll, I'll take this version of kiss because it beats no kiss because I bought into the whole farewell tour. Like a lot of people did. Um, but as time moved on, I thought, man, I like Eric. I like Tommy, but boy, I would, I'd love to see the original lineup one more time. There, there is something special about it. Yeah. yeah. And like they said, like, and like Julian said, that, th- that doesn't mean that it can't still happen. It's very possible that maybe one of the very last things they do before they actually call it a day is do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that, that's what I'm hoping for, that after their... <laughs> after, the, after they're completely done with their uh, this tour, whether it's two years, whatever it is, uh, arrange a one last show, the very, very last one, put it on sale in, you know, New York show, whether it's at Madison square garden again, or somewhere else in the area or, or Yankee um, stadium or something, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yankee stadium. Uh, put it on, have everybody that can attend that's has been part of kiss attend um, and just celebrate it and then go out with a nice party, you know, big, you know, just just a big show and a big party. I mean, and that's it. And then okay, that's it, guys. You know, we're we're done. Yeah, and that's the key. I think the it's not a missed opportunity the tour because Ace and Peter aren't doing a tour. I think no. the final event needs to be the originals and everyone, but the originals only because why would Peter get up on stage with Eric wearing his makeup? Why would Ace get up on stage and come and jam Shock Me with Tommy wearing his makeup? No, that, no I don't that, fault those guys would, at all for that. That would just be absolutely absurd. And let's flip the coin. Why would Tommy hang off stage out of makeup while Peter's in makeup for one? When uh, I got that backwards. Ace. Ace. Yeah. Um, you know, why would they, you know, be disrespected either, you know, for one night? That I don't think would be right either. But I think when you get to the actual very end of the road, that's when you need to have Bruce, um, Eric, Tommy, Ace, Peter, and and bring it all to. You're never going to recapture the moment that was the magic mm-hmm. on MTV. That you know that that whole kind of vibe. Do, do you remember the excitement in the Kiss Army? My around that mm-hmm. time knowing mm-hmm. what was coming what was probably going to happen the yeah. suggestions the, the, all of that you can't go back to that i mean it's just so far past its sell by date at this time there's just too much mold on the end of the loaf uh <laughs> but it can still be done it still can be done so that peter chris is respected so that ace is respected and so that the kiss army is respected but other than that, fuck it. Forget it. End of the loaf tour. End of the loaf. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moldy loaf. <laughs> All right. So let's go to one of that Lonnie will hopefully enjoy. And that, by the okay. way, that was another spam phone call. This latest one was your oh. social security number has been suspended. Please send us five thousand dollars. It's all right. I'm an, I'm an illegal. I can get another one. No biggie. No problem. Uh, all right. So uh, Lonnie, why no revenge songs, especially oh, Unholy? Oh, I why, why is that not in the set list? I have a big problem with that. I have I have a. You guys did that show where you talked about taking out a few songs and putting in a few songs. Um, and you did that with with either Daniel or or with Alex. But and now that Hydra Heart's been taken out. There is no representation of Bruce Kulick era of the band. There's there's Heavens on Fire from 84, and there is nothing until Psycho Circus in 98. And I think that's a disgrace, honestly. I think, again, there you're completely overlooking a very 
big part of your history, a part where Julian became a fan, a part where I became a fan. You're totally overlooking it. And similar to like 96, you're acting like it never happened. Um, yeah, okay. There is like, like that clip during Deuce where you see from the hot in the shade tour, you see Bruce for half a second in there. Okay, great. But you're not, you don't play anything from that era at all. And as much as Gene and Paul even like to say that, oh, I think revenge is where we really got it right without makeup. You know, after fumbling around in the 80s, revenge is where we finally got it right. Okay, we'll play something off the freaking record. Play something off of it. Play Unholy. I know people can complain about the way Tommy does the solo or whatever. I don't care. Play something, Julian, for example. Play something off. Play something off revenge. Play Unholy. Play God gave rock and roll to you. If we're getting assistance with with some of the more difficult vocals. Oh, that he can do the solo properly. Oh! oh. Wow, wow, wow. Venus <laughs> home. So... <laughs> You know, play Guy Gave Rock and Roll or Unholy or or play Domino even. I know you're not. I know with the it's a different audience that comes to these Kiss in 2019 than what saw Kiss in 92 on the Revenge Tour. You know, you're probably not going to play Take It Off and have strippers come out on stage. You're probably not going to do that. <laughs> I get it. And that's fine. But you could play Domino. You could play God Gave Rock and Roll. You could play Unholy. There's other things to choose from up that album. Wait, as much get, as get, the, to... get the strippers from 92 to come back out. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, For the little God. kids, right? Yeah, have, have their kids come out. <laughs> God, it'd be like, oh, so look. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. It's fine. You don't want to play Take It Off. I'm not saying if you're going to play something <laughs> off, off of Revenge, you have to play Take It Off. But there's a lot more to choose from, from that album. Stuff that was on Alive 3 that... You know, that, that, that got a good response at the time that, you know, the, people, the, the same amount of people are going to know that know other songs that they are playing. They're, they're going to know Say Yeah, which, by the way, you can't even go out and buy right now anyway, because it's out of print. So somebody hears Say Yeah at the, at the show. We well, can't go out and buy it. It's out of print. Where are you going to go buy that? You can't. iTunes only. It's not even on iTunes, Mark. Maybe oh, really? Maybe it's great white yeah. Well, yeah, not in the U.S. Uh, in not the rest the US, of the world. It's yeah. out of print in the United States. In the rest of the hmm. world. Hmm. So Interesting. Why not play something off your bench? I'm totally with you on that, Ken. Yeah, do, do uh, Domino. You, you, you guys need to get fired up. Because that's really a black yeah. and blue song anyway, so then Tommy gets double represent, you know, respect. So that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I was thinking about that. I was just, you know, why? Why, why no... Revenge. I mean, Paul always says that's one of their one of their best albums. Um, and and so why are you are you, yeah why are you not representing it? I mean, or any or or anything from Analyzed through Psycho Circus. They kind of like they kind of said, well, I guess uh, the non makeup years. Well, I I guess they weren't so so great after all. Maybe uh, and you know. Gene wasn't there, yeah. And then, uh, what's the other thing? Um, I guess Paul was running the show at that 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 you know those years well, supposedly, Paul right? Paul was running the show. Paul, was, Paul was running the show. Paul, so why Paul, doesn't he Paul want to represent? Paul is the show. You know, <laughs> why doesn't he want to represent what his, well, his hard created. work that he did in the eighties? You know, the the, 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 end, the end of the road represents the road, and the road has a lot of mile markers along the way, and they're skipping a lot of mile markers. And yeah. Okay, oh, that was, yeah. Sorry, that was deep. Um, <laughs> too deep. Too deep. <clears throat> I have a theory. Whether it's correct or not, I don't know. But I'm I'm guessing that they're skipping it because in their eyes, maybe. And now, keep in mind that your theory is right, Julian. That they, there's lots of different points throughout their career that they should be representing, and this is one of them. But I think in their eyes. Those songs don't fit their set list. Think about it for a second. Say Yeah comes off of Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom was supposed to be them returning to their 70s roots and doing a record similar to that time period. Same with Monster was supposed to be you know, a, a throwback to a time period back then, which is why they would do ha- Hell or Hallelujah, right? But Revenge, really, I mean, if you think about it, Unholy is probably one of the heaviest songs they've ever done. It's like pulling out, you know, What's a really... War What's War Machine then? Yeah, War Machine is it is well, it is as thunder. well, right? It's pretty damn heavy. Yeah. Yeah, War, War Machine really. has got to go. 
Yeah, and I mean, but God of God of Thunder in in its original form is not anywhere near as heavy as Unholy is. Not even the way they play it now; it's really heavy. Yeah, of course, because their shows is really heavy. Okay, but they're also drop tuned a whole step, and you know, you can do lots of things to make it heavier, right? But I'm just saying, overall, they were going for a much heavier sound during that time period, and maybe. You know, it's just one of those situations where, first of all, I know Gene's always had trouble singing that song, number one, Unholy. He's, it's it's a difficult song for him to sing. So that could be a factor. But number two, I just think that it just doesn't fit their style of their set list. Don't, and I'm not saying that's right. I'd love to hear it. Don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd love to hear it. It's one of my favorite songs. But well, maybe they just don't feel it fits. Well, I mean... Well, yeah, they could replace War Machine with Unholy. Yeah, I, I could see that. They could, yeah, that was Easily. that was that was the point Easily. I was trying to make. I'm sorry. Um, you know, you can keep the same graphics in the background. To, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah, and and the and the other thing is, um, I just forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Well, we're waiting. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're still waiting. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting on you, Ken. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, no. No, I, I can't remember now. It's gone. Okay, there we go. All right, then let's move on to uh, an, another topic here. And uh, name an album cover that you think is cool, but then something in it bothers you. What is it? I want to go first on this. Crazy Nights. <clears throat> I think was absolutely fantastic. Um, but there's just something wrong with the execution. The whole shattered kind of glass thing. And we've seen it done. Really should have been done with a makeup cover. So that that whole style should have been done earlier on in the band's career than with the unmade up kind of thing because the kind of focus of the characters on there is overdone. Or maybe I'm just going to the blue thong on the black side of that album and that That's, fucks the whole thing up. And just, yeah, just, just ruins the whole thing. Leave that there. Blue thong. Mark's, Mark's, Mark's uh, <laughs> searching for his blue thong. What are you doing? Blue, 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 blue thong. Ruin the mix. Ruin Ron Nevison. Ruin the songs. Ruin the cover. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Ken, what about you? Well, you know what? I just remembered what I was going to say on the prior talk. Oh, please, please share it. <laughs> yeah. Just real quickly, though. Real quickly. When Mark brought up the uh, Say Yeah thing about uh, uh, Sonic Boom and about, you know, they're going back to their old set. Well, Say Yeah doesn't sound like anything uh, of their old material at all. Nothing. It sounds nothing like their old material. There are other songs on Sonic Boom. Boom. Did I say Boom? Boom. Anyway, Sonic, Sonic Boom, Boom. <laughs> that sound more like, you know, the attempt to sound like the, the older Kiss. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I, you know, I just thought, well, Sonic Boom, yeah, they could take that one out and just still put, or not Sonic Boom, but say yeah out and put something in, Unholy or whatever, Domino. All right, so as for the <laughs> album nice. itself, uh, that one of the albums that I like, uh, a lot um, is album covers Dynasty. Uh, but the thing that bothers me about that, it's always bothering me. I don't know why. But if you look at the picture and you have them in the four, four there and nice pictures. But then on on the Peter Chris, the the makeup, you know, the green, <laughs> it's either his eye is lifted higher, you know, like he was at that moment where he was lifting his eyebrow or something, which expanded the green, and it just looks, you know, it doesn't look symmetrical or whatever to me. <laughs> uh, and makeup, I'm like, why did they let that thing go through like that? You know, why did they let that pass? I mean, how many pictures they must have taken? Um, so it's a small thing, but yeah, it it just it just bothers me. And the other thing about it, the backside. When they, you know, they don't put the songs in the same order uh, mm-hmm. of the the I sequence of the album. Yeah. yeah, and you know that screwed me up because then I played the other side first. You know that. You're that still story. mad about that. Still mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, for me, it's been it's very simple actually. Um, one of the album covers that I love, and I'll show you it just so that I can do a proper explanation of it is I love Dress to Kill, but mm. I've always hated the fact that why is Gene wearing the only person who doesn't have a black suit on in this picture? 
And why is it that he has such an ill-fitting suit? He has bloods on. He's, those pants don't even fit properly. And he, and he's wearing clogs. Like, come on, man. Like, how... <laughs> he looks... It's like, which one of these doesn't belong in the picture? You know? I, I think it would have been so much cooler if Gene would have worn a black suit. Just like everybody else yeah. in this picture. But I understand that, you know, he didn't have a suit, so he had to go through, I think it was Bill's closet, and they picked so, out something for him. And But it, I just so, that's always bugged me. So, Mark, the other thing on that cover doesn't bother you? The other little thing on the cover? You know what I'm talking about? The missing S? There you go. Yeah. yeah. The missing S. I'm going to. Uh, one of the KISS logos that go oh, around. You have to. You have to. One just says K-I-S. Yeah, but it doesn't bother me. But I, I didn't, I never noticed it until someone brought it up, you know, many, 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 many years later. Yeah, shit, I didn't yeah. notice that until the kiss, my, the kiss my wax group. So, yeah, obviously not paying attention. But that that whole thing, like I was just saying, saying to Lonnie, I'm going there again next week. I've been there, but I gotta go there again. So uh, I love that cover, and those little quirks that you just mentioned are what makes that cover so cool. And if you think about it, think of the number of times that you ran your hand around the embossing of the vinyl cover <laughs> because it was cool. And no one ever noticed, or no, I guess we didn't have the benefit of the internet. I bet lots of people did notice that missing ass. But uh, I certainly never did yeah, as many times as I caressed that cover gently while perusing <laughs> the stock of used record stores. So... Uh, Lonnie, what about you? What's an album cover that you thought's cool, but uh, I guess something really bothers you about it? For me, this was really easy. It's the first album cover. Um, I think it's really, really cool, really cool concept. But Peter's makeup always bothered me. Um, when I was a kid, and I was just like, oh, I've never seen his makeup look like that before. That's weird. And then as I was learning more about the band and discovering more old pictures. And I, I learned the story that, you know, that it's the only time they let someone else do his makeup. Oh, his makeup never really looked like that. So that bothers me to this day that his makeup is a one-time look on that album. As iconic as that album is, and as iconic as that album cover is, that his makeup looks so different than it ever looked anywhere else. And I think that album could ever could have been even greater had it been the traditional Peter Chris makeup on there and not fully done. Though there are some photos of him wearing a very different makeup design similar to that from another event, but you'll have huh. to wait and see those when things surface. I was Pardon the hell out of me. Yeah, you, you know, that was, that, that was something that I thought was really interesting when I saw that, because, again, I had no context. So... It's so much easier nowadays, and I guess for the people who were a fan of the band in the 70s, it was it was kind of word of mouth of, you know, maybe why. You know, I guess people must have asked Peter why he looks so different on that album cover than everything else, but that's just one of those weird things about Kiss. Let's talk about, in conjunction with The Dirt coming out on, what is it, Netflix? Or some other shit that Netflix. I, don't, I, Netflix. I, don't, I don't subscribe to. And yeah. I also don't want to see Mick Mars portrayed as Quasimodo. Um, <laughs> in a nutshell, and I think this was your topic, Lonnie. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just going to go to the end of it, which was, do you think the crew outperformed Kiss in, well, in 1983 or, 19, or 2012? Mm -hmm. uh, talk about the, top, uh, the topic and uh, what you're trying to get um, to. So in 2012, I was really excited about them touring and excited about them coming with Motley Crue. I was like, oh, wow, it's two of my favorite bands on, on one, in one concert, you know? So my brother and I went to the show and I just actually started dating my wife a few months ago. And she actually went to the show with some of her friends. They sat, it was, a, they came to the shed here in St. Louis and she went to the show with, with her friends and sat in the lawn. And then her and I went with, some of our other friends to a show in Indianapolis about a week later. Um, we had seats and set together, the four of us sat together. But, and I remember like telling my friends, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. You know, you know, Motley's going to be great, but Kiss is going to be, you know, even better. And I thought, and my brother thought, and my wife thought, and our friends thought that, you know, I think Motley outperformed Kiss. I thought Motley stole the show. 
Um, Motley, Motley had, and say, say what you want, but Motley played more songs that people in the audience knew. They have more, they have more radio hits than Kiss does. So just casual rock fans, whether you have every Motley album, you have every, every Kiss album, or you just have a greatest hits of each of them, more people knew more Motley songs than Kiss songs. And I can remember even getting in my car after the St. Louis show. And like somebody was playing Kiss on their radio loud, you know, as we're leaving. And one lady goes, well, why didn't they play that tonight? They didn't play anything tonight that I knew. People, like some lady just complaining about the set list. <laughs> Whatever, you know, your typical Kiss fan playing, complaining about the set list. But um, I thought, and all my friends thought, and my brother thought, and everybody thought, on both the shows that I saw, like Kiss just, they kind of were flat on that. At least the two times I saw them, they were just kind of flat on that tour. The stage was no different. Maybe some some amplifiers rearranged differently. Oh, it's a new stage. Um, it was it was a it was a very similar set list to what I'd seen him with the previous year. I saw him in 2011 in Springfield, Illinois. The only song different was War Machine. The rest of them were songs that I saw him play the previous year. It or and hell and hell or hallelujah, which is weird too because they had completed an album back in the spring and just put it on the back burner until after they toured and then release it, which is basically unheard of. You release an album and then you tour. You don't tour and then say, oh, here's our new album. Oh, we're done touring. Yeah. So it was a very weird time. So I don't know if you guys saw those shows, what you guys thought. But I think it was, it was I saw it was, yesterday was the anniversary of that announcement of the Motley and Kiss tour. And I think, you know, and, and Julian brought up too that, well, it's a good topic for today since, you know, the dirt's coming out as well. So did you guys see that tour? What did you, what did you guys think? Am I on an island on this or what do you think? Well, I saw them when, on, when they came together in Toronto and uh, I don't think that you're on an island at all. In fact, I'll go and say that Motley Crue, I think pretty much destroyed Kiss when I saw them. I mean, it was, it was very interesting because I was sitting in a section um, right before you go to the lawns. So there's a, like, a, like a pathway section behind the seats where I was. And then once you get past that pathway, you go up into the lawn area. And they blocked off a whole bunch of these pathways that you would go and walk to your seats. Mm-hmm. There were guards everywhere because Motley Crue did this introduction where they came out like almost like how the Pope came out with this thing where they were bringing out all this smoke and stuff came out through the crowd yeah yeah and they came out and they went on the stage and then so that was the first thing where i thought wow this is kind of actually really cool i've never seen something like that for you know or or at least i haven't seen a band recently do that um so that was one thing that i thought was really cool but when they went on on stage you know a good point that you brought up too a lot of the song i mean that whole set list I knew every single song top to bottom and the people around me knew every single song. People were singing it around me. It's like people knew the crew stuff far better than the, they knew the kiss stuff, at least this audience that I was with. And it was interesting too, that. Ah, usually, <laughs> usually the bands before um, end up having shitty sound. I find like the, in, the opening bands and, this band, this time, they had better sound than Kiss did. I thought that their sound was far louder. They were louder than Kiss. Like I was like, wow, like, Mick Mars' guitar was really, really loud. And so was t- Tommy. And I also had one benefit that other people didn't have during the Motley Crue tour during this time was Vince had busted up his ankle. Remember that? When he had that accident? Mm-hmm. And he wasn't able... To do any of his running around, he was pretty much fixated to the stage, and he sang probably the best I've ever heard him sing because he didn't he couldn't do anything except sing. So he just focused on his singing the whole night. It was just Nikki running around everywhere, but it was his best vocal performance I've heard. I mean, you know, we all know how great he sings live. It's not good at all, but that was probably one of the best times I've heard him sing because he had to just focus on singing the whole time. Otherwise, he couldn't do anything, right? But it was far better. Even the stage I thought was interesting. They had like these kind of interesting kind of like look like industrial fans on the stage. They were they had like some kind of like a odd industrial look on stage. But it was really, really good. I thought it was well, far better than Kiss came out. And I mean, and I was sorry to say it, too, because I was like you guys. I was like, don't worry. Kiss is going to come out. and It's going to be even better. Right. And I was kind of like, mm, 
this is not anywhere near like the energy level was nowhere near as good like it looked like like Motley was out for blood when they came out you know they were trying to prove that they were the ones that should be you should be coming to see not kiss you know repeat in 1983 in some ways you know when they were a young and hungry band that ken saw i'm going to make you go last ken because obviously you saw them in 83 and you saw them in 2012 didn't you so mm-hmm. yes you, you know you've just got those experiences that aren't present for the rest of this panel um <laughs> i agree without a doubt motley crew blew kiss off the fucking stage um they also had that big timepiece in the back mm-hmm. ground. They started the show, so they got the pomp and circumstance of marching out with those people who were holding the banners, uh, the procession at the beginning of the show. So they got all the theatrics going as the opening act in that show. And then every single song that they played were the big Motley Crue songs that you'd have to have missed the 1980s to not recognize. <laughs> um their their stage performance was dynamic, and I, I saw them in Concord. Um, it it was just a fantastic show, and it wasn't the first time I'd seen the crew. Um, right. Fortunately, um, I've seen them plenty of times over the years, but it was the best performance that I had seen of the of the crew since what ninety nine, um, which you know for me. As a crew fan, again, I've told the story that day in 1985 that I went down and bought Asylum. I also bought Theater of Pain. So mm. both of these bands are tied together. But I came out of that show going, wow, Kiss had nothing. Kiss didn't even have the energy, the tempo, um, the fire, or the stage presentation. What Motley Crue did with their opening slot, with like these gigantic clock uh, countdown thing at the beginning, and just their whole stage arrangement and how they utilized what they had, was far superior to what Kiss had. Um, and then Kiss played 13 songs. Right. And yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? A Kiss show? And that's why I skipped Def Leppard. Because I couldn't mm-hmm. stomach going to see two bands that I absolutely adore. And Def Leppard's, I like more than Motley Crue. Um, I couldn't stand to see that again after, you know, having also seen the Aerosmith thing. You know, so all these big co-headlining bullshit arrangements, forget it. You know, it, it was just, it, I, I didn't ever want to see it again. So, yeah, I, I, I was stunned. And, you know, Vince was passable in Concord for me. Um Certainly, yeah, well, he was pretty much Vince. Um, but, you know, when I, I go to a crew concert, I don't watch Vince. I watch Mick. That's the only thing I care mm-hmm. about at a Motley Crew concert. Nikki Six, f- fuck off. Um, Mick is badass, and I, I just love watching him play. I just, just, I, I'm just focused on guitar. That is, to me, what Motley Crew is. And after that, Kiss comes on, and it was just, like it was almost pedestrian. But then again, I haven't seen as many crew shows as I have Kiss shows and all the bootlegs I've collected in between. I, I don't have that kind of oversaturation. So I'm being very unfair to Kiss in this. But performance-wise, there there was nothing. Now, Ken, voice of sanity. <laughs> voice of sanity. Uh, yeah, so the deal is I saw that same show as you did in Concord. Um, I do agree that Molly crew had a better presentation uh, coming out of their stage. They even had dancing girls on the stage and, and so on. Right. Um, uh, they had a better stage performance show. Uh, uh, music wise, music wise, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, they were pretty good. Not, I wouldn't say a lot better. It's more even with Kiss. Um, the deal is Kiss, I believe, from probably around 2010 through Monster, at least, or maybe all the way up to Def Leppard, um, those tours, they're just on cruise control. They're just they're just touring, and they're on cruise control and just trying to make a buck, I think. Um, and they're, they didn't have any drive to try to create a better stage or or show or anything um 
So, yeah, it was kind of disappointing through those years for me. It's like I was expecting this big spectacle thing. It's like like I used to do it. Uh, and it's just it's like, come on, I know you can do better than that. You know, and you say you're going to give me a new stage and you don't give me a new stage. You know, don't say it's a new stage and then give me last year's stage, you know, or the last few years. So th- that's the deal with that. Now, going back to 83 with Molly Crew and Kiss. Um, yeah, Molly Crew was on fire back then. And, and they gave the, the three shows I saw with them opening, they really gave Kiss a run for their money. I mean, it was a great show, you know, uh, that they did. But I'm sorry, on that one, Kiss still, you know, blew them off the stage, even as good as Molly Crew was as their hungry, you know, how they were as a new band. Kiss was hungry again. They were on, they were just, they just wanted to take no prisoners on that, on that tour, uh, coming back with Creatures Night. They just, I'm sorry, no one, I don't think any band, that year could have outdone Kiss. I I can't see any band. I mean, they were on fire. They were playing great. They were the energy, running and jumping, moving around the stage, and the of course the stage the itself. You know, the tank stage. They had something new that no one expected that we were gonna get, and it it was cool, very cool, and it worked. So. Uh, yeah, it was, you know, Molly Crew did great there. And, but it still, Kiss was, was better. Still I forget that better. you saw three creatures, so, so freaking jealous. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I, 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 I just wanted to inject that so he could talk about it again. Because, <laughs> no. you, know, you know, it's nice to live vicariously yeah. through those who actually went to those shows. Well, I will say the, that, that Kiss did beat Motley Crew in 2012 with the songs. Um, Hell or Hallelujah versus Sex. Hello, hallelujah. Yeah, we, by yeah. by a well, country the, mile. The other thing I was gonna say, you know, about about the the fans or the fair weather people, whoever were there at at those shows, uh, the monster shows. Um, yeah, I mean, Molly Crew songs were played on MTV during the '80s a lot, '80s up to the '90s, you know, early around '90. So they were out there, and they yeah they did have the hits. So people knew those. Um, some of these fair weather fans they don't. They're not gonna. Kiss didn't get played hardly on there. I mean yeah, Heaven's on Fire. The oh yeah, I do know that one. That one, or maybe look it up, or one of these other ones. Forever. I don't. I don't think they played Forever on that show anyway. Um, they probably should have actually thinking about it, um, but. Yeah, they weren't there. So, and Kiss was never played on the radio in the first place. Well, back then, they hardly played Kiss on the radio. Radio stations hated Kiss, you know. So, it's 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 different, I guess, for the concert goer. That's a random thing. Okay, I'd never seen Kiss or Molly Crew. Let's go check them out. And then, yeah, they they recognize the Molly Crew songs because you know, Home Sweet Home and whatever, Girls Girls Girls, and so on. But then Kiss is like, you know, they play something from, you know, Asylum or <laughs> I don't pick an Asylum, but you know, they they, they just like I, I never heard that, you know, what's that? Yes, I, my one regret from that is I taped that show and uh, I snuck in my gigantic uh, recorder and <laughs> I, I misset the mics, set them at a hundred percent. Ooh. So I had just one red line of static basically for both sets. I mean, I, I had the whole fuck. I had the treatment as well. Um, got it all unlistenable. I mean, that just fucking, you know, considering how much I enjoyed it. That's uh, a lot of people who've seen the photos that I've shared of someone actually holding up like a rifle cut out. Mm-hmm. Someone did actually bring a love gun to the Concord show. Um, I think I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That, you know, and you actually see it waving in the confetti and, you know, people are always like, what the fuck is that? That's not a, yeah, it was at a show, but it was a cardboard cutout, not a real rifle, obviously, but, yeah. you know, love gun. There you go. All right. We had one more, but, you know, 
we're over an hour here, and yeah. I'd rather do this last one that we had uh, when we can get Daniel on the show. Daniel, Mark, Lonnie, and me, because it's a good uh, non-originals era um, kind of question. And Ken, you're just yeah. you're too legit to be asked. I'm sorry, yeah. you're too legit for this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there, there we are. There's a whole bunch of topics. Um, you know, chime in on any one of these individual things. Get on over to the Kiss FAQ message board. Do sign up and join. You don't have to participate. There's a lot of forums there that you can't see as a guest lurker. You only see one. There's um, Song of the Moment, which I'm actually doing demos for discussion at the moment. And there's also Kiss Historical Documents. Which um, it's not getting as which much. It's not getting as much discussion as I'd hoped because there's a lot of shit in there that I would have thought people would be kind of like blown away by. Um, but I'm going to keep going with that. I've got a few thousand more to uh, actually please do to sort out. Cool. Enough I got to be careful as I go through my documents and redact certain things on some documents, and there's others that I can't put up. But there's a lot of really really interesting things. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought I saw your tax tax returns in there too. No, no, God, <laughs> no. Those are Donny T's. Uh, yeah. So th you know, th there's a lot over there. But you know, come over to the board and comment on the show that we've done today on the topics, or comment on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you're most comfortable. It doesn't ultimately matter where you comment, but we do want to hear your opinions about the topics that we discussed. Do you agree? What are your choices? Uh, were we wrong? You know, was I wrong again? Did I fuck up? Did I say something wrong? Let me know. Um, we're always <laughs> interested in conversations with people who do take the time to listen to our show and we appreciate you very much all right so for now from ken from lonnie from mark and myself thank you for listening and we'll see you next time so take care thank you for spending time listening to the kiss faq podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like look us up on facebook or come over to the kiss faq message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today don't forget to rate us on itunes spreaker or wherever you've listened to the show we hope you'll join us again